Welcome to Every Horror Movie on Netflix, the show where we watch, review, discuss, and uh, recommend sometimes. And sometimes argue about. And sometimes argue about every horror movie on Netflix. We're back again, still going in alphabetical order through the entire damn Netflix horror catalog. As always, I'm Chris. I'm here with Patrick. Hi. And Steven. Hello. And who are you? Hi, I'm Sam. Hi, Sam. Nice to see you guys or hear you guys. Sam's Sam's guest starring this week. We're very excited to have her on board. She's been doing a ton of, she's put a lot of effort into her preparation for today's discussion. (laughs) More than any of us ever have for sure. Yeah. But but, uh, tell us about yourself, Sam. (laughs) Uh, I'm a librarian um, by trade. And uh, I like watching horror films on Netflix and... I'm friends with you guys, unfortunately, so <laughs> you drug me here. So here we go. You, We're going to talk about it. You once made one third of a horror movie with That's me true. and Chris. That's yeah. true. Occasionally, Patrick and I talk about the horror movie that we are still working on, and Sam was the star, star? of the show. Well, objectively the star. Oh, objectively, for sure, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she co-starred with me, but she was objectively the star, for sure. Oh, yeah. But I can tell Sam's a librarian because she came here with a ton of printed materials <laughs> about the movie we're going to be talking about today. Well, and more importantly, tell the the listening audience how many times you watched today's movie, Sam. Watched twice and a third listen. So total of three times just to keep it fresh and ready for you guys so you know what to prepare <laughs> yourselves for. So you can fill in all the gaps because I we will, have a history there's a lot. I will make sure that this time, out of all the times, if you're a constant listener and you, you say these guys don't know the plot of a movie, I will keep them on track. Perfect. So glad to have you on board. <laughs> so uh, what movie did we watch this week, guys? Bedeviled. Bedeviled. No, except in the movie it's pronounced bedeviled. Mr. Bedevil. Yeah. Everyone says Bedevil. Yeah. They mispronounce a lot of things in this movie. Yeah. I heard uh, the sort of like resident like guru of all sorts of knowledge in this movie says Alzheimer's instead of Alzheimer's <laughs> disease. <laughs> Alzheimer's disease. I was going to keep a list, but there's a lot of flubbed lines in here. So, and yeah. including the title, they say Bedevil. Bedevil. Not how I would choose to pronounce it, but. I mean, the character is called is Mr. Bedevil, but they say Bedevil, Mr. Bedevil. Well, like I said last time, I was looking forward to this movie a lot. I had seen the artwork. I had seen the synopsis. It looked interesting. Yeah, so wait. what? First, explain that. What were you stoked about? What got you pumped? The visuals, which if you scroll by it on the Netflix catalog, you'll see the visual of the like corpse-looking guy with a little bow tie grinning. And it says, be devil. And I'm or bedevil, <laughs> <laughs> and that was all you needed. And I'm sold. I'm there. He reminded me of before I saw the movie. He reminded me of what's the dude's like the creepy dummy's name from Goosebumps? Oh, Slappy. Slappy. Yeah, he looks yeah. like him. He looks like Slappy, and he looks. I think sort I like Billy or like Dead Billy. Silence. The exactly. Yeah. Dead Silence. Yeah. That's I think why I liked it because I'm a big fan of James Wan and all his creepy puppets, and <laughs> he looks like a puppet. Yeah. He's not a puppet. Not turns, a puppet. turns out, yeah. yeah. No. Instead, he's an app. Even scarier. 
<laughs> or so this movie thinks. Yeah, so this movie... Um, Steve, why don't you, I want to hear you attempt to describe the premise. Oh. You want to hear me attempt to describe the premise? All right, so we, we open with a death. The girl dies. Um, she's fucking with her phone, and the, the thing that you just described sort of comes after her, kills her. And all of her friends, at, after the funeral, get invites to download a new app that she had on her phone. And it turns out that um, it's, it's kind of like a Siri knockoff sort of thing it seems it can do pretty mm. much anything you want it to including turn the lights off if it's not even hooked up if you don't have a smart home and <laughs> one by one it sort of the app sort of manipulates them makes them face their biggest fears and then kills them right yeah. That sound yeah, about right? Yeah. it's a haunted app basically and actually i will say from the opening scene in which this girl dies i was i was pretty into the opening scene it's pretty gripping it's visually striking i was well, like sure. okay this could be all right well, it's got a very Carpenter font, like it looks like the Prince yeah. of Darkness or Christine font at the beginning. Or Insidious, like, as Sam I said, and I were I talking about. I said it about. looked like Insidious, the opening of Insidious, oh. with the, the red letters. The, and, yeah. the title card we're talking yeah, about, like the the, when card. they display yeah. the title, it's like a black field and red font that like kind of zooms and away the, from and the, the screen. And the ominous music, and you're like, yeah. oh, this is going to be yeah. scary. <laughs> it looks like a million other horror movies, basically. Exactly. Well, it looks... It, but it I works for it, a reason. Insidious did that, and I hadn't seen anything like that before. So I'm going to credit Insidious for at least bringing that back. But that's the first thing you see in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, production credits, and then Bedeviled and Red Lighters on Black, heavy music. And yeah. I said, this is going to be a great film. <laughs> Just based on the title card. <laughs> Sometimes you know. Dude, as I got like 10 minutes into this movie, I was like, oh, Chris is going to love this movie. This is a Chris movie through and through. It had a lot of things I enjoyed, which we will delve into. You loved like sort of bratty teens or young people <laughs> getting into fucked up situations. Some Blumhouse movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The exception yeah. of Get Out. <laughs> I, I like seeing, I, I, well. You I, like kind of catty groups of friends. I love catty groups of friends. Yeah. I guess, I don't know why. I guess That's why you hang out with us. <laughs> It's because I'm I'm constantly brainstorming a movie that I hopefully will at least write someday about a caddy group of high school friends, and also I'm a big fan of Mean Girls, which is the definitive caddy group of young people movie, and so I like seeing that sort of thing in a, in a movie. Yeah. But you'll write it better than this one. Well, wait, you just said you wanted to make a movie about a caddy group of young friends. Is it a horror movie? You you didn't specify the genre. Pizza Face Killer. Oh, okay. That's what I think. (laughs) (laughs) You've been talking about Pizza Face Killer on the cast. Comedy or something that you were cooking up. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You talked about Pizza Face Killer on the cast before, and slowly, like, the audience is finding out what Pizza Face Killer actually is. As am I. I don't think I've ever heard the full pitch. I I have, but I kind of forget it. Well, I'm not going to reveal it on the air and have it get stolen. Are you going to reveal the title of the sequel? The Pizza Face Killer sequel is called Pizza Face Killer 2 Deep Space Pizza Face. (laughs) And that movie is, I can tell you the premise of that movie because it's completely different from Pizza Face Killer. Pizza Face Killer 2 Deep Space Pizza Face is like Prometheus. Where there's like an expedition going off to find, well I I won't tell you the the brilliant ideas in it, but it's a science fiction movie. Well all the great horror franchises go to space. Yeah. Leprechaun in space, Hellraiser goes to space. Jason Voorhees goes to space and Jason X. That's exactly why I'm doing it. That's actually exactly what motivated me. I said, you know what? All these horror movies. Jason X, perfect film. I want to emulate that. We need to bring it back. All these movies, all these franchises go to space after they've reached their prime and been washed up. 
we're going to space in the second movie. Yeah. Is Jason X played for comedy? It's hard to say. Oh, <laughs> I, I want to see that now. Does that. it all take place in space? It's really, really bad. But David Cronenberg is in it. So what? maybe you'll see it for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I think you can discern how much we like the movie by how much time we spend shooting the shit before we start talking about the movie. Yeah, Typically, the, yeah, the more the we ratio. chatter before we get into the movie, the less we liked it. But no, there's a ton of stuff I liked in this movie. Um, so yeah, it's basically, it's a dead teenager movie of the sort that I haven't seen in a while. Like, it seems like the horror genre has kind of moved past that to where maybe they have teenagers who die, but it's still aspiring to something else. And this movie is just like, there's some dead teenagers, and by the end, you're like, oh, was that, did that tell me anything? Mm-hmm. Or are we just here to see people die? CW rejects. But I love the concept. I love the concept. I'm I'm getting ahead of myself because I actually love the concept of this movie. The Haunted App, I thought, was a really hokey idea that was executed very well. I don't know about very well. I definitely, I was like, oh God, it's hashtag horror all over again when I first found out that it was a haunted app. I don't know if you if you have seen hashtag horror Sam, but it's an it's another. But I liked I liked the premise. I thought the premise was good. Um, but I did I just felt like it was trying to be other movies that I have seen. Like, you know, the dead friend contacting them with the, the you know, app request was like um, unfriended. Unfriended, another one of my Totally favorites. unfriended. And and I was just like, just wants to be other movies. And that just drove me crazy because I'm like, you're not doing it as well as those other movies that weren't even that good. You are after <laughs> my heart today. You have mentioned all of my favorite horror movies of the last 10 years. Oh, I'm not done yet. I've got more movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in, in my notes here. Okay. I've got more. You want to go now or trickle them out as we as we go? Uh, I will probably trickle as we talk about it, but another one <laughs> is uh, <laughs> probably... Hmm. Um, <laughs> took a dirty I'll get a, get a towel to put under your chair there. <laughs> yeah, getting real, real drippy over here. Um, That's my role. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah. I'm constantly on the verge of pissing myself when we do this podcast. <laughs> that is true. Oh, no joke. But editing, Chris's masterful editing allows us to <laughs> skip Steve's many bathroom breaks. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. I felt like this movie wanted to be like Scream 2 with its constant sexual references like this late night horror film and just, just the at one point... They're in school, and the teacher is talking to them about fear. Right. Fear is this constant monologue shit that keeps being brought up to these kids. Mr. D is so hot. hot? He's so hot. He's so hot. So these teens teens are lusting over, these two girls are lusting over their teacher and talking about how hot he is. And then the teacher mentions... I mean, let's be fair. He is pretty hot, right, guys? Oh, so hot. Super hotty. Disagree. Oh, you do think he's hot. Didn't care for him. Oh no! Oh no! I was joking. Oh okay. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, not. Yeah. I said disagree oh, that he's. I mean, whatever. Everyone, sexist. everyone he's has normal, different standards of beauty, but he's still he's not like guy. the guy that. Or <laughs> so even kind. he's not even he's not even the clothing that you put on like the hot teacher in a movie. Like just the guy they cast, the costume they chose is like, wait, this is the sexy teacher. The teacher <laughs> mentions sex in his spiel to the kids. And yeah. says it's not like it's having not like, an orgasm yeah. or something, and I'm like, <laughs> like directly to teens. one of the girls. Something that would get him fired for sure. Well, okay. My whole thing with that is, I, I like the scream comparison. I did not think of that, but there, this movie is kind of like it seems to try to appear to be self-aware. And there's like a line later in the movie where they talk about a certain character not having been killed yet, and they yeah. kind of make a joke about how this is like a setup for a bad horror movie, but it's not. And that fear scene, I thought the same thing. But I was just wondering, like, 
what fucking class is this that he's giving yeah. him a lecture where he literally has fear written in capital letters yeah. on the board and he's telling them for seemingly no reason that you can actually die from being afraid turns out mm-hmm. an overload of adrenaline well i'm getting tired of movies that communicate their theme through a classroom lecture <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's kind of like communicating your theme through a dream sequence where it's so easy and arbitrary. Yeah. It's just like punch whatever word you want to put in here. Well, it's like before I wake with all the therapy sequences, right? right? It just sort of hammers you over the head with the message. And it's a really easy context to like just drop in your little lecture about whatever the theme of your movie Pizza is. Pizza Face Killer is actually going to kind of do that, <laughs> but it's going to be like they're doing a geometry lesson and the geometry lesson happens to look like pizza slices oh smart. yeah so it's it's gonna be tongue-in-cheek it's gonna there's not gonna be a teacher standing up there saying pizza what does it mean what is nutrition <laughs> <laughs> well this movie not only does it give it a lecture in a classroom but it gives a lecture later on about fear as well with the pastor on the television later in the movie um, oh, God, 11th yeah, hour yeah 11th hour like they got like, that was some anti-birth shit <laughs> yeah. they got like 109 pages into their script and we're like oh do good movies have themes <laughs> uh, let's write this in ours is fear <laughs> let's talk about it more brings me to something i mean i don't know what you guys are gonna think of this i'm not sure what i think of it but i like the okay so the app is called what Bedeviled, Mr. Mr. Bedevil? Bedevil. How do they Mr. call it? Bedevil. I thought it was just Bedevil. Bedevil is, is the it app. Mr.? Yeah. And Mr. Bedevil is like the the Siri of this app who can do whatever you want. The logo to me looks sort of like, v like for the Vendetta. V for Vendetta logo, but the V <laughs> yeah. is shifted up slightly. Hmm. And I was, I don't remember what I Googled looking for this movie, but V for Vendetta came up quickly as I was looking for stuff on Bedeviled. And, like, of course, one of the themes of that is, like, sort of fear and, like, using fear to, huh. like, control people. I, I kind of wonder if there's some crossover there. Like, because this movie really hits you over the head with it, especially with, like, that lecture that the, the with the pastor. Yeah. Like, that seemed very much like, at least I feel like the director who ever wrote this was a fan of V for Vendetta and thought they were being smart. Would it be a this. more faithful adaption of v for vendetta then you'd have v to ask vendetta. alan Moore. i'm not going to speak on his behalf <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe in alan moore's mind but all right so the app stuff i i love i thought it was very like i said a hokey idea a bunch of bullshit we've already seen hashtag horror i was expecting to have a movie that for one thing i was expecting to have a movie that really preached about oh these kids and their phones and you did it a little really. there's a, a little there's a scene but there's you're a right scene, but I, not from a sympathetic character i remember <laughs> thinking it would have been it would have been a better film if there was more of that like if they didn't like hit you over the head with it but like if you i never got the sense that these kids were like normal teenagers who are attached to their phones all the time because all they talk about in regards to their phones is the fucking app except for the kid who films himself having sex right they seem like normal kids they seem like not even normal kids like i feel like they're not on their phones enough for me to believe that they're normal like when they are they're just talking about this app and I don't know, it is a hokey idea, but while I was watching the movie, I was like, actually, like, I feel like there is a good movie to be had out of, like, trying to make, and especially with everything that's gone on with, like, privacy lately involving, like, Facebook, like, there's a way to make that scary or get under your skin in some way, like apps or, you know, smartphones. This movie didn't do it for me, though. There's just nothing scary about kids playing with phones. Turn your fucking phone off. Delete the app. I don't understand. Right. Why that was my number one problem with it. I mean, like, the execution of the app, I guess, is fine. The voice talking to them is creepy. Whatever. But my main thing was I just kept going, okay, it turned your lights off, and now it won't turn them back on. 
doesn't this alert anyone to the fact there's a fucking problem, you know? Well, I'm. They probably wouldn't have been able. There's to the one the app or turn their phone off, but, but they didn't. No, but it didn't matter. They didn't even try. Right. Yeah. Right. And it would have been scarier to me if it actually seemed like a legitimate threat. I was just like, okay, so someone at least makes some attempt to get this fucking thing off your phone. Everybody was just like, oh, that's kind of weird for like an yeah, extraordinarily a long, time. long time. Yeah. I kind of, I don't know. I had a lot of trouble with like, okay, I get it. They're, they got this from, their friend just died. And apparently she's amazing. They spent like three minutes <laughs> talking her up to saint <laughs> after the funeral. So I get it. They're like, well, she's great. Of course she'd know about the best app in the world. We have to download it's this. It's a thing. great app. Like if that <laughs> app were available today, it would be amazing. Except that it wants you to die. It's going to, it's going to kill you. <laughs> you know, even better. <laughs> what's your greatest? It's not fear? a bug. But it's I'm a like, feature. what's we your just, greatest fear, Chris? We talked about. We that. did oh. this last episode, actually. Yeah, but oh uh, yeah, mine's failure. That was that. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> what's your greatest true, fear, though. Sam? Since you weren't here last time. Oh God. Um, people staring at me, expecting me to tell you what my greatest fear is. Oh, you're gonna have nightmares coming tonight, honey. true. It's coming true right now. I don't know how to answer that. Well, I think we should provide a little more information about the app and how it kind of works and plays out. We, yeah. I want to know. Actually, I hope somebody can answer this for me. I don't understand what they're expecting when they download the app and start it up. Like, what is it really well, supposed to be? Well, first they call do? it a game. They don't know what the fuck it is. Oh, okay. And then it just starts I talking mean, to them. I mean, they treat it like a Siri. There. Yeah. And it seems like a Siri. It comes up yeah. and you have a silhouette of the, like, dummy looking guy with the red bow tie that glows when he talks, which I thought was great design. I love Yeah, the look that was of it. pretty cool. And he's, uh, hello, I'm Mr. Bedevil. We should just play a clip of it, actually. We should. Roll the clip, Chris. Yep. Cue it up. Hi. I'm Mr. Bedevil. Mr. Bedevil. What's your name? Another stupid question again. Oh, I'm not a game, Alice. So, how do you know my name? Like many apps, I have access to your Facebook account. Well, that's not good. Here's something to lighten your mood. You seem a little blue. Do you give GPS directions? Voice text, recommend hangout spots? I provide companionship for my users. That is my main function. But, like... Uh, you're downloading an app and you don't know what it is. There's a silhouette of a figure that already looks ominous, and his name is Mr. Bedevil. Not Nobody's, very subtle. Not a subtle name. <laughs> Nobody seems even remotely like peaked by this. No, they just that's like, oh, not okay, weird. Great. Yeah, that's normal. Like, how many dicks did that woman suck in that porn that I used to watch? You know, like they start asking these. Oh, yeah, they talk questions. about porn a lot. There's a lot yeah. of yeah, a lot of late night horrors. Like these kids just purposely talking about sex and. Swearing for no apparent reason, yeah. just wants to be not no apparent movie. reason because like that's like one of the cardinal sins in like a traditional slasher movie apparently, and I'm so sick of movies like perpetuating that trope. Like I I need a better reason to want these kids to die. Like they oh, okay. should be having sex. Like they're not committing a sin. Like it's 2018. You'd they, like to stigmatize something else? Sure. Like using your phone too much. Voting Republican. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this app is menacing, but also kind of friendly for the first bit. Charming initially, I would and say. And his MO is basically he's omnipotent. He can turn off your lights, open your windows, whatever, through the app. Omnipotent. Thank you. I, you know why I pronounce <laughs> words wrong? 
Because like me, you probably grew up reading more than you actually talk to people. Exactly. I mean, I relate. I relate. Exactly. This doesn't have to be on cast. I also no, just got super anal retentive about it. No, I'm glad you corrected no, me. That, that was a beautiful moment, guys. <laughs> anyway, he's omnipotent. Um, um, <laughs> 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 Good job. Much better. So basically, he does things and it escalates and he gets spookier and scarier. And then he starts playing with your fears and you start seeing things. Like if you're afraid of clowns, you'll start seeing clowns everywhere. Oh, that's why there were clowns. Yeah. yeah. And then eventually oh, it gets that's to That's my June point. moment of this episode. Oh, well, you don't remember the story with like the Asian woman, like throwing her baby out uh, or whatever? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was confused about happens. what that had. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, whatever, whatever kids specific traumas are, and I don't know if we need to get into all of them, at least yet, but whatever the kids specific fears and traumas are manifest themselves as sort of like hallucinations. It's coming from the app. And then eventually it just gets also scary that they die. And really we don't understand the mechanism of how they yeah, die. Yeah. We don't, I was so I think confused. They say it's a heart attack at one point. You die Do from they? fear. It's like Mr. Yeah. D told us about it. It's like yeah. sexy, it's sexy, not sexy. Not like sex, I'm not so like dumb sex. that I didn't pick no. up on that because I was like so mad that every time, not mad because I've seen other movies where I'm like, why do we have to see like the gory details of the no. death? But it was cuts away right before they die and then we'll see the ambulance or whatever and like i assumed that they had just been like you know ripped apart by whatever was chasing them be it like an you know animatronic teddy bear or a creepy old asian woman or a clown but you're right i think i should have listened more closely to mr d's lecture yeah, yeah. he laid it all out um he was just too sexy you got distracted by his hotness <laughs> too sexy for his shirt like staring into the sun <laughs> that stuff actually reminded me of another one of my favorite horror movies the ring Oh, yeah. Kind of, especially the beginning where you have a girl and there's like, she's been, she's already damned to die and she's like, I don't know what to do. And then she just dies. And then the the rest of the movie falls out, comes in the aftermath of her grief, which is similar to The Ring. Um, damned if you die, damned if you don't. Yeah. So, yeah, it's an app. And I was on board with all the app stuff. I thought, like I said, well executed for what was. I thought Mr. Bedevil was very charismatic and an interesting villain. I'd like to meet him. <laughs> well, we Seems... probably could set that up. Download guys, the app. You'll meet. Hi, oh Steven. my god, you guys! I'm gonna download the app right now. Oh no! I don't know why I didn't think of that during the movie. Hey, what's that weird thing on your shoulder there? That little mark. Hmm? What are you serious? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, because they all get a. Mark. They all get a brand. Oh, this was, even, actually this was ad. this was one of oh, the yeah. like scariest parts of the movie. Actually, to me, is that the Bedevil logo, the like V for oh, Vendetta yeah. thing shows up as like a little brand on like each of their shoulders or their chest and i was like that would freak me that was another thing where i was like why is no one flipping out about this more like if i woke up and i had like a really distinct like not just a bug bite but like clearly a a little brand that looked like a little logo i'd be like holy fucking shit you know how many conversations do they they just kind of like look at in the mirror kind of rational explanation for this it's like three times during this movie and i'm like no this is fucked up like throw your phone away whatever you have to do yeah alert the authorities and mm-hmm. be done with it yeah be done with bedevil be done with mr bedevil yeah bedevil bedevil yeah, say it right be done with bedevil 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 <laughs> yeah now we'll say they did eventually address the like you you know the phones repair themselves and they throw them you can't delete the app you can't like there, there's no way out but nobody really tries until like 45 minutes into yeah, this movie until right close to the end oh also i just remembered this is interesting the asian kid in this movie is the actor who played the like child warlord in tropic thunder hmm. interesting oh, yeah coming up all grown up now yeah yeah now he's he's in a movie where he talks about nothing but sex yeah <laughs> for the entire film he's yeah. really moving up in the world so sex driven 
Uh, what do we feel about the forced diversity in this film? Oh, God. <laughs> so cringy. Oh, uh, that's difficult. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like the this forced diversity was... They had the group of kids. There were two girls. Uh, one a better actress than the other. Um, but then there was a, a you know a white guy, her boyfriend. And then there was a black guy. And there was an Asian guy. Um, and it was just felt like it was purposely had to throw a black guy in there. Had well, to throw an Asian person in there and, and just not have all white people. Oh, my God. Like American Poltergeist. Didn't they do the same fucking thing in that movie or yeah. one of them? Well, I think the reason it feels forced is because the Asian guy's Asian heritage becomes yeah. like a really big element of the plot. And so does the black guy's yeah. blackness. Yeah. And sometimes it worked. I thought so. There's a sequence where the black character is talking to the app and the app starts uh, racially orders him fried chicken good. and waffle. F- yeah, you whatever. liked that, Chris. I um, wanted to no, punch not him. that, not that part. Okay. But I did like this part afterwards where he gets off the tram and oh, he's yeah. walking around and he's hypersensitive because yes. he's afraid that someone is going to think he's a black thug and and he's going to end up dead from police or self defense or otherwise. Yeah, but there also like at the same time, I think that is directly preceded by the scene where he's on the bus talking to the old woman. Oh my yeah. god. About like, you know, she, he gets on the bus and she very conspicuously kind of like pushes her purse to the side to like hide it from him. And then he starts whistling, and she recognizes that it's Chopin, or as they pronounce it in this movie, Chopin. No, they don't. They say no, it correctly. They said it she right. says it correctly. Yeah. She says Chopin. I'm pretty sure she says Chopin. Chris, roll the tape. Chopin? That's a beautiful piece. Um, All right, so you were wrong. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, dude. No, it was. They said it right. I was impressed. Everybody says it right. Everybody I was impressed. There right. was at least one pronunciation that okay. said Chopin. But they have this very this discussion that just feels extremely like self consciously like yes. socially responsible. Like the movie is like, oh yeah, we understand what the black experience is like, but there's no real reason for them to have this no. discussion other than to be like, oh yeah, we know how black people feel when they I, go out in I public. Liked it. Really? What did it do? What did it do? Why did it need to be there? I guess is my question. Why? Because, well, the movie's about fear and what are people's fears, and it it handles that theme terribly. All right. But in this specific case, I thought the conversation on the bus was a little contrived, but I was like, okay, that's interesting. That's his strategy. Basically, when he's out in public, you know, he'll whistle or something because he thinks he's less likely to be seen as a threat if he's whistling like classical music or something. That is cool. But also, like, I feel like the character is just poorly drawn from the beginning. Like, initially, I was like, it seemed like they were trying to over. So it did feel like forced diversity, but it felt like they were trying to, like, take the token black guy and make him the smartest character, which I was like, well, that's an interesting thing to do, but it's kind of like reverse racism, especially because all, he only speaks in monologues. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how he seems to know everything or have an answer to everything. He's just like a walking, talking exposition mis- machine. Mm-hmm. Like, like every like 20 minutes in the movie, he has some sort of like scientific or philosophical answer for everything. So it took, it was hard for me to take him seriously when he actually did have scenes where he was alone and we saw what his everyday experience was like. Yeah, I mean, well, see, the problem is this, the movie does so many things poorly that then it's hard to kind of get in the right mindset when it's doing something that's not terrible. I <laughs> tried, but, like, I almost, I kind of wanted to laugh during that bus scene, but it was, I mean, it wasn't funny. It wasn't so bad it well, was good. The bus sure. scene, really the fact that he says yeah. negrophobia 
which like is a I don't know if that's a word negrophobia I'm I not think sure it is. but then he it's like that's pretty self-explanatory and then he goes on like he does in every other scene to explain what that right, is right. and I'm like well it was but, a really clumsy exhibit on the bus was a really clumsy exposition dump and there's several of those in the movie yeah. fine but then once you understand kind of who he is and what his fears are I thought the resulting sequence where he's walking around the city I agree being paranoid that about the, following a white woman too one. close that worked like that was that cool was it just best, like yeah it was a good payoff I, like, I wish they just cut to that. Like, I feel like I could have inferred that that was what was going on without the scene per se. And I was so scared. The and point... he's a, off a police officer who turns out to be a manifestation of the app. Except for when he punches the homeless guy. Yeah, that was that was gratuitous. <laughs> that was really awful. So everybody has their signature fear, and the point is that his fear is, like, ne- basically negrophobia phobia. Yeah. He's, like, afraid of being seen as, like... A black thug, as right. someone used the term, or at least that's Which, one of his fears. But that just feels so awkward to me. Like it just fits into the rest of the movie so uncomfortably. Like I mean, because like, actually, afraid of a teddy bear for like no reason. I mean, it is a little creepy, but because I mean, yeah. that's sort of fascinating. Like that's a whole movie. I mean, Get Out, I guess, sort of is this movie. But I mean, that's a fascinating movie right in and of itself. Because obviously, negrophobia is a thing. Like there are a lot of white people who are fucking unreasonably afraid of black people and that's an interesting movie right there but it doesn't fit into this fucking stupid movie this like sort of yeah. awkwardly socially aware plot thread doesn't fit yeah. into this otherwise fucking stupid ass movie I don't know I, don't, I give him I'm points getting, for trying but getting a little riled up right now failed pretty miserably I mean there's a reason we've been talking about this for like 10 minutes I think it's kind of overall his arc is kind of upsetting it doesn't yeah. fit in this movie, and in their effort to try, I think they just muddied the waters even more. Yeah, like, I I think ultimately his story is disappointing. We can talk about it in the spoiler room, but this specific sequence I thought was very compelling, and I don't think we have too much representation of that black experience of like, am I following this white woman too closely in a parking garage at night? And am I going to end up dead because of it? We don't have, no, we certainly need more representation of that, but it needs to be in a better movie. Like right. it's just really awkwardly shoehorned into this otherwise yeah. like pretty dumb it movie. It out of place. Well, they did. It's yeah. called Bedeviled. It's about a haunted app. It's not the place you go they for racial know. diversity. They didn't know they were making a dumb movie. Like in and it's of itself. To be a bunch of other movies. Yeah. In and of itself, like, I mean, now that I'm hearing you describe it, like you describing that scene, you know, sort of in a vacuum actually does sound interesting to me and it almost works. But like when you surround it with the context of the rest of this, at at the very least, dopey movie. No, that doesn't that doesn't work for me. I can't go for that. No, can do. Sam mentioned the acting and it was abysmal. Across the board, everybody it was, was bad. shit in this movie, except Mr. D. It just, he was hot and competent. CW rejects. They're all CW rejects. Yeah. I mean, there it's kind of like American Poltergeist. Like, we poked a lot of fun at, like, how many times they just, like, mispronounce a word and they just leave it in. There was Like, so... Chopin. I don't no. know. <laughs> Not like that. Do you want to go outside and talk about this guy? Well, that's, that's a good point. American I swear to God, I heard Chopin. The difference between this movie and American Poltergeist is at least in American Poltergeist, all the actors seem like they were enjoying themselves. Yeah, everyone seems fucking checked out in this movie. They're like zombies. zombies. There's one scene right after the funeral where there's a girl... I, I think if you, if you play the audio, it will still be clear. I bet you can hear it in her voice. I couldn't tell if she was supposed to be about to laugh or about to break down in tears. 
but she was putting forth very little energy. She clearly had like blown, you know, like somebody had blown something in her eyes to make her look teary. They use those like what salt crystals or whatever the actors use to look like teary. It was like that going on, but she was like smiling while talking about her friend dying and what a great person. Well, oh my was. god, this just reminded me of one of my favorite lackluster line readings. Like one of the first appearances of Mister Bedevil when someone uses him for the first uses the app for the first time. He says, "Like many apps, I have access to your Facebook account." And then I, whichever character they all the girls especially blend together in this movie goes. Well, that's not good. It's just like the flattest <laughs> oh, delivery I possible. I, I like that. No, I, I remember that line delivery. I loved it actually, because it seemed Why? like it seemed like she was being snarky, like sarcastic with the thing. Like it didn't seem like she was actually concerned, but it was no. Like she, she, yeah, she didn't. But she seem realized it was something that she maybe should be concerned about. No, I did not detect that. I think that that's a sign of bad acting when you don't know how to interpret the emotion being conveyed. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I can imagine that these actors are are like delivering these lines to a blank screen phone, like nothing, right? Right. Then they would just fill that in later. So probably had nothing to go off of, but I don't think that excuses bad acting. I do think that the lead of all of the actors was the best. Alice? Yeah, I thought oh, Alice was the best. Alice, sweet Alice. I thought she was the worst. Really? I no, thought... her friend was the worst. The The other girl was Shakespeare the worst. Shakespeare girl? Shakespeare girl was the worst because she doesn't know how to do Shakespeare. And they made her <laughs> they made her character an actress, and that made me want to kill myself. And they like, made her read, like, the so horniest bad. fucking lines from Shakespeare. All I heard was milk, nipple, and what <laughs> Oh, God. Her, her boyfriend was like, all I heard was milk. Nicole. I thought she was a better actor than Alice, and I thought oh, the no. girl at the beginning, the dead girl, Nikki, I thought she, in the five seconds we see her, is better than Alice. She is Alice- a better actor, because she's got a better IMDb page. <laughs> <laughs> I actually liked Cody best. That was the black kid, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was the best He's actor. Solid. The generic names all kind of blend together, but yeah, he was he was solid. Everybody else fucking sucked. Gavin? Get the oh, fuck God. out, Gavin. Well, and Dan, the Asian guy. He he was okay. Was he wasn't so as bad, bad as Gavin to me. Really? Yeah. Oh no, I thought Dan was. Gavin's bad. eyes was... were just like blank every every fucking. Dan was scene. the Asian kid. Yeah. I yeah. thought he was the best because like he his character is supposed to be a douche, and I believe that he was oh, a douche. Yeah. Like he I feel like he really well. <laughs> he really blended into the role. Um, he played douche well. <laughs> <laughs> douche is my favorite game, incidentally. Well, speaking of. <laughs> Speaking of who the characters are, and especially that character, because that character is like big moment comes when he uses his phone to like, you know. Oh, it comes all right. (laughs) Stealthily videotape him and and Shakespeare girl having sex. And then, you know, Mr. Bedevil is like, oh, I'll upload that to Instagram or whatever. Because like what, like 56% of videos uploaded to porn websites are from like couples uploaded from their phone or something. He pipes in with like statistics on like why it's a normal thing to do. Sure. But I think a problem with this movie is we never really get a sense of these kids' lives and they bring in these subplots like, all right, so if you take a sex video with your girlfriend and it gets uploaded to the internet, there's fallout from that. Like, I'm watching 13 Reasons Why right now. But, you know, it's, that's a six-episode arc. Right? For reasons unbeknownst to anyone. Uh, that, but agreed. we don't care because we don't know anybody outside of this group. We've only, we only meet, like, one parent in this whole movie. I'm like, so where does the fallout come from? Like, I didn't feel like there were any stakes. Right. There are like, no I don't know stakes. what her reputation is at school, if she's known as a slut or if she's known as, like, a, you know, a straight-A student. She is an actress, the drama club. 
Oh, that's right. Well, <laughs> you were in high school, weren't you? I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it, but it comes in and it's like, you're like, oh, that's not good. There's consequences for that. But then it's just kind of accounting on you to know that. And then it doesn't really do anything else with it. I'm like, why did they even introduce that plot line in the first place? To tell me that Mr. Bedevil was bad? I already know Mr. Bedevil is bad. Because his name is Mr. Bedevil. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I had that problem with every character where, like, they they do all seem to exist in their own sort of vacuums. And I didn't... That's a problem with a lot of these horror movies. It's like, they just assume that you get a bunch of, like, mildly attractive young people together and the audience is going to care. My thing is, like, I either need to really not want them to die or really want them to die. And in this movie, I felt completely indifferent. And I felt like they felt the same way about themselves. And sure, seemed like it. I think there was only one person that I didn't want to die, and it took to, like, the very moment before they die for me to be like, please don't die. Mm-hmm. And Spoiler room. I think Later. in my notes I Spoiler wrote down room. something. I'm not going to scroll through the whole thing, but, like, can everybody please just die so this can be over? Like, it oh, just felt yeah. so tedious to me. This was, like, 50 minutes into the movie, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me continue to be positive and tell you about one thing that I really enjoyed, and I don't think this is spoiler room material, but um, it's semi-spoiler. <laughs> basically, about three-quarters of the way through the movie, we find out that basically what's going on here is Mr. Bedevil is a, the app is a vessel for a paranormal entity, like a ghost. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that they gave it a plausible, I mean, as plausible as you can Fairly. expect, yeah. X-Files-esque explanation, because we know that ghosts exist. It, we know that ghosts are detected with like electromagnetic fields and stuff like that. So the idea of a ghost having an electromagnetic field and using that through our technology to enter our realm better. I thought that was a very interesting idea. I liked it a lot. Oh, and how many times has Poltergeist used like, you know, electricity or televisions or things to come into our world? You know, Poltergeist, The Ring, all these other movies in which they can literally come out of whatever. So it's it's been done, but it's, yeah. What year did this movie come out? 16? Yeah. 17? I mean, one of my central problems with it is, okay, I could take it on its own, but it's hard for me to take, like, any movie that features cell phones so predominantly seriously. Like, it's still a thing, like, I just feel like doesn't look good on film. I think it, like, it's too convenient. Like, it it erases a lot of opportunities for interesting conversation or whatever else. You can just see a text. Like, the reality of, like, how we can be monitored through our cell phones or, you know, smart devices is scarier than anything that happens in this movie. It gives me more anxiety mm-hmm. than anything that happens in this movie. Well, any movie centered around, like, the internet or cell phones or apps as horror just still feels so self-conscious to me because it's, yeah. it, cause it is very real. It's part of, it's a great thing to tap into for horror, and there's a lot of potential there. Someone could make a fucking great movie about that. But it's just, it's such an easy target right now, you know? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, there's so much discussion about what are our phones doing to our lives? What is our obsession with the internet doing to our lives? And so it's an easy thing for a lazy writer or a lazy director to go, oh, I'll make a horror movie about that. That'll be sweet. Well, it's, it's right. surprising that we haven't found a good horror movie about that. Yeah. Well, how has but, no one like made a really fucking great movie around that concept? I'm like, we're, like I re- can't think of one. Remake Dial M for Murder with a cell phone. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but what I liked about this movie is that it really doesn't seem that interested in dwelling on our cell phone culture other than some no. examples here and there i thought 
I, I, I wrote that in my notes, actually. I mean, not that that proves anything, but I, I, I was <laughs> thinking the same thing while watching the movie. It's like, I really expect a movie about a killer app to be more concerned with, like, our, the way we behave and how, you know, kids spend too much time on their phones or how they, you know, abuse the, the use of their phones in some way. No. There's none of that. Like I, I said earlier, it. they're almost only on their phones when they're using Bedevil or talking about Bedevil. Yeah, it's fine. It, it didn't come across as preachy at all. No. And I liked that it was just like, yeah, you know what? The cell phone is just a vessel for a ghost, and this is ultimately like a ghost slash demon story. Probably just an access, like a way to access the teens. Yeah. And their souls. Because, I mean, you know, apps spread God. like wildfire, you know, just like this podcast will. <laughs> right? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I will give this movie that it's called. I'm always thinking of a way to access teens and their souls. And I never would have thought <laughs> of using a smartphone. Oh. You got yourself a plan. There we go. <laughs> well, I would, I would like to see a movie where, and the last great X-Files episode that they ever made kind of touches on this. But other than Which that. Which one? One you haven't seen yet. Oh, that, there's still a great there's one ahead. One, there's a great one in, in the ten episodes I've seen. Kind of takes yet. on technology, oh, and I think it would have been interesting to see how fucked up Bedeviled could be within the confines of the app, within the confines of technology. You know, because basically he just antagonizes them on the phone, and then a ghost appears and kills them. Right? Like he could kill people within stuff that he could conceivably do from a nap. You know. Oh, yeah. He could SWAT, have a SWAT team show up to his house and kill him, you know? This is stuff that actually happens today, stuff that involves actual technology. Mm-hmm. Well, didn't they do some of that in Unfriended a little bit, if I remember? I don't remember Unfriended very okay. well. They convinced them to kill themselves or something. Yeah. Something like that. There's an Unfriended sequel coming. What's that no. called? Unfriended? Dark Re- Web. Re-friended? Dark Web. No. That's right. I can't wait. Re- I'm there. Day one. Unblocked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's my deepest. That's my fear. Is that some axes will get unblocked. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Finally an answer. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you let that simmer. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to replace mine. I had two last week, but I'm going to put that at the top of the list now. Oh, the other two have been downgraded. I'm trying to remember what Chris is afraid of. Hold on. Don't say it. I remember. They you, were really you funny. repeated it again. They're you not funny. Again. One of them is fucking serious as fuck. He just repeated it. No, him. he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he had a no, list he of, did, it was of a three. I don't remember. Three. <laughs> Chris State remind Police. State, oh, State Police. Oh, yes, fires. <laughs> State Police, night cl- nightclub fires, kidney stones, and the Mothman. <laughs> oh, the Mothman. That's, oh, that's right. Funny. That's right, because you gave a lecture about nightclub yeah. fires. Mothman scares me because we don't know yeah. his motivations. The exit. The, the way to exit. I heard that one. Good. It's important. I'm going to do the thing I do in every episode. So bedeviled, like just bringing us back to the fucking movie. Bedeviled, I'm sorry. I gotta say bedeviled. bedeviled. I'm still teaching myself. There's one more movie that this movie thinks it wants to be, which yes, is please. It. Yes. Oh, okay. yeah. I thought the same thing. Totally. Absolutely. There were so many things that reminded me of It. The biggest thing being the fucking smile on this guy's face and the fact that these smiling, like the friends later smile in this dream and this creepy ass smile, the, the policeman smiles later with the bow tie. There's a red balloon yeah. somewhere. The red I, balloon I, was I, I the was biggest waiting for him to for be me. like, we float or something, all that mm. shit. And, uh, and just. Or just- the- Fear yeah. and then sink into the darkness. The, the, yeah, the fact that you know it takes form of people's fears, and so does this guy. And I just I felt like it's that was such a predominant thing. Yeah, I mean, it got to it before the it, the most recent adaptation, though. 
Is it even yes. good enough to warrant all these homages that we keep seeing? Patrick has read. Have you read the the full? You say yeah. homage. Yeah. yeah, he says homage all the time. Yeah, I, I say homage. Homage. H I is say, silent. See, I don't, I don't correct Everybody. you every word you mispronounce. Oh, you should. I sound like a fucking idiot. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna correct you on that last step. Homage. I homage. Don't, I don't mean to correct you, but it's homage. Fine. Great. Continue, Patrick. What was I saying? Oh, you well, asked you, me. You've read the book. I've only read half the book. Yeah. Why do all these assholes give a fuck about it? Why are they all trying to be it? Is it even that good, or are they like, well, it's recognizable? I want to be recognized. Um, <laughs> it's probably a lot of that, but I think it is good, at least in my experience with half of it. I really enjoyed the book, yeah. I think it became iconic because of Tim Curry and the, yeah. the visual of the clown and because it tapped into a lot of people's fears about clowns. And the clown part got played up way more than in the book by the, the first movie. There's not and a lot of clowning around in the book. Not a lot of clowning around, no. It's, no. it's a pretty serious Pennywise book. There's not a lot not of monkey usually, business. If you, nine times out of ten when you call him, he's not down to clown. He's not down to clown. No. He just lays it down, clown. <laughs> <laughs> That's just oh, for God. me and you, buddy. <laughs> we're, we're doing a... I want to see you guys do a cipher later. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, what was the question? Just if it is worth all the love and respect it gets the homages that it gets <laughs> the homages Funny. that it got <laughs> um then <laughs> i love I, you chris i don't I'm know it's, it's just a it's just a pop culture pop culture phenomenon unto yeah. itself you know helped along by tim curry and the various movie adaptations no it doubt is what it's it in is the D- i think sam is right like it's in the dna of this movie oh yeah i mean the red balloon alone is just like yeah. the, the scene that that Too shows much. up in and then what shows up behind the red balloon it like the clown yeah, face jump that's scare. like that is it like that is in taking the forms of different fears and nightmares it's in the book of it it's in both movies of it like that is just a straight up <laughs> that's so obvious oh god yeah it's a ripoff needed to be said so yeah yeah all right great guys. so now we can move on to view it well hold view on you it there's, or screw there's two it. more things that piss me off that i want to talk about oh real before right. we get to the reviews one thing that pissed me off was speaking of jump scares the loud ass music cues. Oh fuck that! Every yeah. shadow. There's a jump yeah. scare in the first two minutes of this movie. I clocked it. Yeah. In yep. the opening scene, there's a fucking jump scare yeah. before anything happens. And yeah. it's all really the worst example of what we talk about, where it's like, yeah, the music is telling you to be scared, mm-hmm. and it probably would have been scarier without the music. Yeah, Usually like be. there's the one shot. Uh, she's looking through her cell phone camera, I think, and sees Mr. Bedevil oh, through yeah, the, the cell phone camera that for was the first the best time. One in the movie. That was, I mean, that was actually a pretty cool scene. I was like, oh, that's that's creepy. That's pretty cool. That but it, they overdid it so much with the editing and the and the musical cue. Where I was just like, ah, oh, come on, do you have to do that? I'm sad that you picked the one that I thought was actually good. The rest of them oh, was, you liked that I liked straight that across one, the board. I like that one jump scare, that one mm. sequence. The rest of the jump scares I thought were just like. Necessary. Unnecessary yeah. hitting over the head. Yeah. The other thing I really didn't like is, like I said, I've said a lot of positive things about the premise and the app and all the ways that it worked in the app. So I was very disappointed when the final act of the movie, which we'll talk about more in the spoiler room, turned into no app, just ghost running around a warehouse kind of bullshit. That's a spoiler. I think that's a spoiler. Yeah. Well, too bad. They've heard it. We're going to take a break, maybe. <laughs> We'll review it, and then we'll we'll come back and uh, elaborate on that little hint of a spoiler you got. All right. Well. All right. So, um, who wants who wants to give us their rating? 
screw it. It was terrible. I hated this movie. <laughs> like, I, I don't. I've been waiting to say it this yeah. entire time. It's It was abysmal. I watched it. It took me like three sessions to finish this movie. All today. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch it today, but it just... Is there any of these movies that you've watched in one sitting? <laughs> uh, a Dark Song. <laughs> okay. Twice in one sitting each time. Damn, nice. Yeah, most okay. of the stuff we watch is, is shit, and, you know, I expect that going into it. I give every movie a chance, but this is it's boring like the, the actor that's doing that's your like thing though if my thing is i have two things to say your thing is always that you oh, watch yeah. in multiple things you're always like it took me five i i watched this in five sittings yeah no i had <laughs> sittings it took I'm, me it took me a week to watch this movie i'm not ashamed about it. i have a life i don't need nobody got time for this shit it's a, an hour and a half it's, man it's stressful Sam had time to watch it three times well and i work she watched two of them I got three a times. Job. <laughs> I got bills to pay, my friend. Me too. I'm, I'm an adult as well. Good. <laughs> no, it's it's a bad movie, and it's hard to watch because like the actors don't even want to be there. So why do I want to be there? Aww. You know, like I just wanted to fall asleep. Like it felt like nap time every 20 minutes while I was watching this, and I kind of close my laptop, open it back up again, maybe go do some laundry, like chores around the apartment, come back, watch a few more minutes. Hoping something would happen that would hold my attention so I would sit and finish the fucking thing. But, like I mentioned earlier, I just wanted everybody to die so they could get it over with. <laughs> Who's next? I guess I'll go. Sam's been re- ready with her review. Yeah, I I came in with a review, uh, but now that I'm hearing some other reviews, I think I'm going to change mine to <gasps> a... a, a <gasps> Cue it. <laughs> what with this, this prejudice thing that you guys? Yes. About? Oh, I don't you know if you're are a fan of prejudice, but you're a pioneer. All right, so, I'm gonna... <laughs> so that's like a strong cue. It. You're strongly re- recommending no, that people no. cue it. Well, all right, explain okay, yourself. Okay, screw it with press. Press. Whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, 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 No, no, no. Explain yourself. Okay, so I, I was interested in this movie. I, I actually, the first time I watched it, I was, I was into it. So. I love, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I love that there's a person who can say the first time I watched it referring to this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen it three times. I know, I know. Uh, The second time I thought it was shit, but the first time (laughs) I was interested in it, and uh, it kept me me interested. Um, What about the third? The third time I was just listening to it, so Mm. I was over it by then. (laughs) How uh, does it sound? it, um, It sounds fine. Yeah, it sounds fine. Uh, the music was interesting. I mean, it was like you know. what would I would I like play it for an unborn baby? No, no, okay. It's not really headphones on the. No. no, but you can actually picture her doing real yoga instead of watching her do fake. Oh yoga. my god! Thank you for bringing that. <laughs> up. Yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> um, and I don't even do yoga, so I would say if you um, you know, maybe down the road when this director does another movie, if he does another movie, which I think he's doing a. A second one? Am I wrong? There's uh, a bedeviled two. Redeviled. I, I don't know. Redeviled. Yeah, re-de- no, no. Redeviled. Redeviled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, you might want to go back and and watch this. And if you are super fans of some of these kids from TV, uh, watch it. Fine. It's it's too much like other films. So if you like horror films, you've seen all these tropes all many many times before. But um. Why not cue it? But you do other things while you're watching it. So it's like a low cue it. Low, it's a low. Cue. It's like an opposite of cue it with prejudice. Okay. I think so is I what thought she's the saying. same thing about with prejudice. I thought it was yeah. Let me explain with prejudice. Yes, thank you. With prejudice, I've only seen it used with with screwits, and with prejudice means you have view- special animus okay. for the creators of this movie, oh. where you think they're 
despicable for having made the movie. <laughs> okay, then I I don't have that. So cue it, but low low cue it. Low I think the only movie right. I screwed with prejudice was Spawn, but I I but we didn't even have that. Then. No, I wish I had. I, I failed it with prejudice. I wish I had screwed thirteen cameras with prejudice. That's the one Fuck movie that I movie. Think deserved it. Anyway. Quiet, quiet down, Junior. You want to go or you want to be last? No, I'm ready. I mean, to quote you from last step, screw it, fuck it, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, I mean, actually, I I think this would actually be a, uh, like a light screw it for me. I didn't hate it enough to fully, yeah, (laughs) screw it light, screw it zero. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there were some redeeming qualities, I guess. I mean, it looks decent, visually striking in places, but. It fucking bored me, and it was fucking stupid. Yeah, <laughs> screw it. I'm gonna say cue it. Um, hey. Wow. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm cute. And I. I've. I don't think I adequately communicated how much I liked the stuff that I thought worked in this movie. I really liked the app. I really liked some of the visuals. I really liked. I really liked that scene in the parking garage. Um, I, do, I do too. I wish that this movie, and I really like the sci-fi explanation of why the app is able to kill you with a ghost. I thought that was clever. The rest of it was shit. But those things are all good enough that you'd recommend somebody put it in their queue and potentially watch it at some point. Yeah, this is For like, sure. I was telling Patrick, you know, on our, our off time, I said there's different types of cueits. There's the cueit where it's a, a, what did I say? I certainly didn't pay that close of attention. <laughs> I wasn't listening to you, my friend. <laughs> this is the case of a, a bad movie that has enough good stuff in it that I'll give it a cue it. Alright. Cool. There's also good movies like I gave it cue it's like it follows and stuff. Like there's also good movies that have enough bad stuff in it to where it's a cue it. But this is definitely a, a cue it because it's a bad movie with good stuff in it great it's not a bad movie it just did bad things exactly exactly. apps apps don't kill people people kill people patrick (laughs) bad movies kill people yeah all right well we're about to take her down to the spoiler room so uh take take her down (laughs) steer the ship off to the east so if you don't want to be here for that get out while the getting's good (laughs) otherwise stick around when you come back we're gonna spoil everything Welcome back. We're in the spoiler room tonight talking about Bedeviled. It's steamy here. It is steamy. We need to call Greg in to fix the AC. This is our <laughs> this is our first summer of Every horror movie on Netflix. So we're, we got to figure out our recording conditions. Oh, we did conditions. start in the autumn, didn't we? Yeah, so we got to oh. figure out our recording conditions and the heat because we don't want to have air conditioners running next to the microphones. We we do it all for you. We do it all for you. Does it sound conceited if I say it's because I'm in the spoiler room this week? Oh, oh Sam steaming oh, it up. I will say we need more corpses to kind of baffle the sound. Got those pheromones oh, all yeah. over the place. Oh, boy. I think there's some in my air conditioner, actually. Pheromones? Yeah. We need to open <laughs> oh, that corpses. up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, open open that up. Oh, no, there's pheromones and corpses in there. The corpses are emitting Heart pheromones. I only kill really sexy people. 
<laughs> Wait, but what, why? Speaking of someone who only kills only sexy people. <laughs> yeah, How Mr. About Bedevil. Mr. Bedevil. <laughs> oh man, that was beautiful. Brought it back. Wow. I don't even know if we have anything to spoil. The ending of this movie is kind of shit. Uh, everyone dies except for Alice and. Well, first we we can talk about how they try to kill it. So, Cody, the the black guy. He's super smart, and super he knows smart. how to... He knows everything. He knows everything. He, he can do technology. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he knows how to do it, do the technology. And so he creates um, another app, basically, that can delete the app, the, the, the devil app. Yeah, he hacks the mainframe. Yeah, exactly. And they explain it in gratuitous detail, yeah. some of which I'm tech-savvy enough to be like, okay, I see they actually put some thought into this, and it's kind of smart. Some of it just was mumbo-jumbo. I didn't think it was legit, but that's good that there's some I don't think it's truth. legit either. Okay. It, like the X-Files, it was within the realm of possibility for how Some of which like was nonsense, as American <laughs> Poltergeist would tell us. Yeah. Can we talk about how Cody... Gets uh, this is like one of the most baffling scenes to me. I had to rewind it because I was like nodding off, and I was like, "Oh wait, this is actually really crazy." He he gets scared like walking around his house because he thinks he sees a shadowy figure approaching him, and oh, it's fucking Abe. Meaning Abraham oh, Lincoln. I love it. He has it. a life size yeah. oh, of Abraham Lincoln. I love it. I'm like, number one, how do you own that and not oh, remember not where you put no, it? No, it wasn't his house. Oh, they were in, they were in someone else's house. Yeah. Thank oh, you, Sam. It was, okay. But it was, why was it there? It was, I don't know. It was there because they were in the house of like a kooky professor who was like a physicist. Yeah, the professor guy. Yeah, the but guy they who they find that. out. But yeah, because there's a there's a cardboard standee of Abraham Lincoln and it's like a jump scare. And he says, oh, fucking Abe. I love that. I mean, it's that was a knowingly stupid thing. It was funny. You know, fucking Abe. Okay, I, I, I actually appreciate it now that you've explained the context. Yeah. It was silly. It I was don't. Silly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it did make me, that line made me laugh. I was like, oh my thing. God, it's like, fucking Abe. This is just a movie that, like, it's it, it's atonal. Like, that joke is good, but the rest of the movie isn't in the same sphere. Atonal. That is a great way to describe it. It does not have a tone. It doesn't have a tone. Yeah. Well, Sam alluded to it earlier. It's trying to be, like, five different kinds yeah. of movies. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would definitely watch... Paul Verhoeven's Bedeviled. Mm. Oh, yeah. I would. I mean, I would watch Paul Verhoeven's anything. Or any but. director who like. Would you watch Paul Verhoeven's sex tape? Oh no. I, okay. I feel like well, I already did. Then walk that back, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he didn't direct his sex tape. He presumably. would if he had one. How would he direct his own sex tape? You can act and direct at the same time. I mean, whatever the fuck his name is from A Quiet Place did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only Do person. Just, what's his face? John Krasinski. Right John now? Krasinski. Wow. The only person who has <laughs> Guys, ever started. I, I, I like I, I said something it. so incredibly dumb, and then you like took it to the next level did, of dumb. I, I almost said John Wazowski, <laughs> <laughs> which is a deep cut for our fans. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I like that you didn't go to like Kenneth Branagh or something. You were like, like John Krasinski, <laughs> Orson Welles, yeah, the so most yeah. famous director the actor, actor in director. history. Guys, John. I was trying to be relevant. Okay, let's calm name, down. Name a more iconic duo. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck! But, All right, well, I'm a dipshit well, anyway. What are we talking the, about? The point is, any any director who's no, you know, who it no, I mean, really, my comment was way more dipshitty, but you just like covered up for it, and then like somehow everyone got on the train of making fun of you for being a dipshit instead of me so and then thanks I, then i piled on to myself which i didn't yeah. know was possible but. that was great 
Where were we? Well, Paul, we were Verhoeven's oh, Paul Verhoeven. That's well, right. We're talking about tone. We're talking about how the tone of this movie's all over the place. And I, I mentioned Paul Verhoeven because he's an actor. He's a director that sticks out in my mind as someone who like really understands like a dark comic tone. And yeah. Also, but also really knows that he can also make a movie and stay away from it. Robocop. Oh. The first time I saw it, I was young. It made me cry at one point. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine how many Hitchcock references Verhoeven would shoehorn into his own sex tape. Oh, God. You're thinking of De Palma. (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah. But But, Verhoeven has definitely referenced Hitchcock quite a bit as well. You can watch a movie like Total Recall, which is like balls to the wall, crazy, silly action comedy. And then you can watch Basic Instinct, which is a lot more down to earth. And they're two different movies. And a lot of times these like indie horror directors on Netflix just are like, hey, we're making a movie. We're going to throw it all in. We're going to try to be silly one moment and fucking super scary the next and serious. And fuck this guy. Well, it's like a first feature director thing is like you grew up loving all kinds of movies and you finally get to make one. You're like, I want to do all the shit that I love in one movie. Like this is my calling card or really what they're thinking probably is this is like my dream opportunity. I have to like get it all out there at once. And yeah, first time generally that doesn't work unless you're like Shane Carruth or something. It's just not going to happen. You get, you get bedeviled. But I, I I think that's kind of a product of our like reference generation. Yeah. Like just everyone is so hyper aware of pop culture that no one's really creating anything original anymore. It's just all based on, Hey, let's emulate this. All these, all our favorite really cool movies in one movie in the 70s i mean back to de palma you look at a movie like body double and it's like 10 different hitchcock movies in one Mm. you know like that that referential thing has been going on for a long time but i i do think there's something to be said for like now i feel like we don't have enough people who have like directors who like went through film school were surrounded by smart and talented people and have like the skills to pull that off Mm -hmm. a lot of the movies we watch are frankly, seem just sort of like cash-in movies where like they, they sell it and get funding based on the premise and not based on the talent of the crew. Well, it's easier to make a movie in some ways now. So you can just make yeah. your movie that's like your random, uh, fairly uninspired hodgepodge of all the shit that you've liked. And I love these movies that take place in the realm of technology because there's always the point of view cinematography where it's like the movie's literally being shot on a phone or a webcam. And every, I love it because I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm saving money when I watch that. I'm like, oh, they're saving so much money by <laughs> shooting this scene on their phone because it's being, it's a conversation on FaceTime. Oh, and it, yeah. it works for the movie and they're saving so much money. <laughs> <laughs> you love a good deal. I love a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> so are we going to go back wait, to the so plot it, of this, what happens in the movie? So, no, so wait, is, is, is one of the main metrics on which you measure a movie, like the economy of it? The value? No, the I, value, don't, I don't yeah. measure it. I'm just saying. <laughs> Chris doesn't ask himself, is it a good movie? He says, is it a good deal? <laughs> I'm just saying when I watch these movies that are very low budget movies, I notice that stuff. And I, I, I like seeing how they cut corners and save a few thousand dollars. Mm, and, yeah, you just enjoy the resource. And us. when they can get away with shooting minutes of a film on a phone with natural light, I say good for them. You know what, though? Like, I feel like I, I want... We're going to talk more broadly right now about the journey of watching every horror movie on Netflix because we're seeing a lot of low-budget films. And I look back to, like, the Val Luton movies, like the Cat People movies or the Undying Monster or whatever of the, the 50s and 60s. He was a master of, like, didn't have a lot of money. Well, he was more of a producer than a director. But, like, so you, often you never saw the thing that was in the title 
but he found ways to still make you afraid of the threat of that thing. Yeah. That's good low budget filmmaking. Yeah. If you could like not even show the monster and just show like a door slamming or being bumped against and it's scary. I appreciate that so much more than like cutting corners by using FaceTime or shooting something on your phone. Oh, I agree. This movie could have done without as much as Mr. Bedevil was a great visual. We didn't need to see him that much. We didn't need to see his long salad finger hands. I liked sure. that element though. Salad I fingers. That so that's was, a throwback. <laughs> I thought that his nails were the scariest part. In okay. Any of his other um, forms that he took weren't but scary. Imagine the, the digitally blinking eyeballs didn't scare oh, you. God, oh that God, was well, imagine if they had. I think our soundboard's making the same color over here. <laughs> but um, imagine if they had gotten rid of the clowns, gotten rid of the rampaging teddy bear, which we haven't even talked oh, about, boy. which is ridiculous. Oh, I loved that. I loved it too. That was creepy. Imagine if they had gotten rid of all this stuff that's like quote unquote scary. All the creature stuff and like just spent more money on the actors. <laughs> sure, and yeah, make seriously. the phone scary. Like make right. me dread seeing someone's phone ring. Like, the phone was scary. That. They could have. They should have stuck with it. No, like I, I think like the real threat here is you like, loved the phone. I did. The the piece of technology itself. Like I think this movie would have been better served. I thought about this a lot. I, I wrote in my notes as I've said like twenty times in this fucking episode so far. But like, how do you make a phone scary? There's got to be a way. It's been done in the past with landline, you know, rotary phones. I I would have appreciated so much more if the focus was less on the monsters and the ghouls and goblins and teddy bears and clowns and on the piece of technology and like meditate on that and find a way to make us like afraid to pick up our phones after like seeing the scream. movie sure back to yeah scream. don't answer that phone yeah i felt that way after that one episode of black mirror you remember the one i'm talking about where the the kid keeps getting like instructions to go do different shit he's like being oh, blackmailed yeah. oh yeah you but, see that but that goes yeah. way off the rails but yeah like, it does, i don't it, like that episode but it also but it does did the, disturb it me that in that way. way you're talking about yeah yeah it makes you afraid to to be in public via the internet yeah anyway whatsoever yeah. Be or even like your have your your laptop open like who's watching me through my webcam right, right now you know whenever this movie was sticking to the app and mr bedevil i loved it whenever it went away from that i started having problems with it real fast which brings us to the ending of the movie. Yeah, I was going to say, have we talked about the ending no. at because all yet? the ending of the movie, once they figure out that it's a ghost using the app as a vessel, it just becomes, they basically separate the ghost from the app, and it just becomes they're running around and there's a ghost. Yeah, they're trying to get the they tried to get the ghost out of the app so then they could delete the app and then he has no other place to go and basically, right? I guess? I think that's why. I think he's going to find a place to go. Maybe. Like no matter what, like, he's still that's out there. Good idea. Make a new app, and that's because I remember he's there being really. <laughs> but if they can get the app off their phone, they survive. Right. So Alice got the the app off of her phone, so she survived, and then she tried to get the app off Cody's phone, but then he had that firmware thing. Well, then it winds up in her mom's phone. Oh yeah, unbe unbedeviler one point oh. Oh yeah, for hey, you know. That's all fine, but I, the ending was just Ugh. shitty. Yeah. I can't. There's no. It was all shitty the ending. Agreed. I, I'm. They could have replaced that ending with anything else that involved. Wait, what was the Mr. final? Devil. What was the final scene? What was the final shot? Was she like is like FaceTiming her mom, and her mom's like, oh, I have to tell you about God. this wonderful new app I got. Yeah. It's like, it's like oh, six shit. months later. It even turns the lights off. It's six months. It later. We'll turn them back on, but hey, it's free. The sole God. survivor. She's the sole survivor. 
All her friends are dead. She hasn't learned anything from this whole Well, thing. she decided to not be afraid. She's going to be a writer now. She's going off to art yeah. school. She doesn't give a fuck about her dead friends. She's going to go be a writer, and she's not going to make any new friends. Because she's got whatever <laughs> no her writer. No. Yeah. She's got a lot of life experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah, her mom's like, do you have any new friends? And she's like, oh, I've got uh, Joyce and... No, it's just Milton and Chaucer. Milton, no. Milton and Chaucer, that's right, to keep me company. I don't know why I thought Joyce. Is that really what... That's exactly yeah. what yeah. she said. Yeah, she's oh, got... right, because she's reading. Yeah. Because she's in liberal arts school. She, she's reading books now. She's never done that before. And she tells her mom, I can't wait for you to come up and visit me in my dorm, because I'm itching for a home-cooked meal. But you don't miss your mom? <laughs> Yeah. But how is she going to get a home-cooked meal? I know. I thought that too. Yeah. yeah. I'm Mom, guessing I mean, Mom's going to bring it up. going to cook easy it, Mac. put it in Tupperware, and bring it with her, and right. heat it up in the home, microwave. Home-cooked Easy Mac. Because, I, I mean, we could see a f- decent amount of her apartment. It's probably all, like, mine right now, and that there's not, like, a full kitchen. Like, Mom's not going to be able well, to go all out. It's, it's a dorm. A, oh, it's a so dorm. Then, no, she's kind of a home Well, there's going to be a kitchen down the hall, like a communal kitchen. Right, I but assume. I mean, wouldn't you be embarrassed to have your mom like cooking yeah, the you can't kitchen do at the door? Yeah, yeah. Then again, I mean, she's so wrapped up in books. Well, it doesn't matter because her mom's gonna be fucking think. dead. Because the last thing is her mom's like, "Oh, hey, uh, Mister Bedevil, turn on the washing machine." And Alice is like, "Oh shit, ma!" And that's the end of the movie. Cut to what do black. you think the mom's fear is? Her daughter becoming a writer. <laughs> Her daughter not making any money. Oh, they're not Jewish. Okay, so that's probably not the concern. Oh, God. We can't say that unless you explain yourself. Oh, I'm Jewish. All right. She can make that. Everybody, we got that out of the way. I can say stuff because I'm Jewish. (laughs) Such that tension was high, guys. Calm down. The rest of us us have to try really hard to not be anti Semitic on the cast. No, you're fine. By the rest of us? Who are you referring to? They've been vouched. I kid. I kid. Vouched. I kid. I kid, Jews. I kid. <laughs> anyway, so I wish there was an app that would like tell us if we were being anti-Semitic, like oh. just like listening in all the time. It's like, like goes red, alarm goes off, and we have to it's reset. It's Twitter. It's Twitter. If your account, Ms. Bedevil. Oh, you're yeah, right. Ms. Bedevil. If your account, yeah. If your account, if your Twitter account is not suspended, you are anti-Semitic. Oh, oh okay. That's oh, how yeah. it works. Okay. So how do you, how do you Jew up the name Bedevil? Oh God. Bedevilwitz? Yeah, there you, go. there you go. I was going to say something like that, but it would be anti-Semitic if I said <laughs> it. We're bringing cultures together tonight on every horror movie. Bring like this movie! Bring I mean, it it's bringing together white people and more white people and one Asian person one black person. <laughs> and, so inspiring. And I think you mentioned before, there's Culturally a part growing. where the, the black character in the climax of the movie is like, oh, this is like a bad horror movie, but hey, the black guy hasn't died yet. Which is an okay oh, joke, except so all his friends have just died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't think I about didn't that. Think about <laughs> I did not think about that. I wrote, I wrote that line down because it <sighs> stood out to me, and yeah, it, it me made too. me cringe. But I'm cringing even harder now because, like, it felt really unnatural, bad. and now it feels even more unnatural. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's trying to be self-aware. Like, I'll give it that. Like, it, it's, like, its heart is in the right place. I think. Yeah. It's hard for me to hate this movie. Oh yeah, no. There's lots of good stuff in it. Like I said, I cued it. Cue it. Yeah. Sure. Passively. Yeah. Cue it passively. All right, great. Well, what are what are we watching next time? <laughs> <laughs> um, what are we watching next time? Next time we are still in alphabetical order. We're going beyond the gates, baby. Ooh, Ooh what's mm. what's beyond those gates? 
I don't know. You know, I've seen the artwork. I don't read the descriptions. I know, though, that it's an IFC Midnight movie, our favorite distributor. So, <laughs> And we're their favorite podcast, it seems. <laughs> and I think our favorite guest host is coming back, right? Oh, Sam, are you coming back in, oh for gosh. next episode? Oh, my gosh. I'm your favorite. Um, you guys like me? We really, you really, really like, like you. We like you. Yeah. You pass muster. You're you're free next Friday. Come on down to. Yeah, I'll, we're gonna I'll, ex- we're yeah. we're gonna accept the app invite from Ms. Bedevilwitz. Okay, I'll make no. sure to only watch this movie a million times. This Ooh. next movie a oh, million yeah. times. Yeah, please don't shame us again by watching the movie like multiple times when we only watch it once. You know, Can you like I not do that? I don't even watch them once. <laughs> I you know I'm a librarian by trade as I mentioned. Got to do my research, but we'll see what I can do. What's the Dewey Decimal Code for Beyond the Gates? I need to find it in my there local library one. in, case my, in <laughs> most, case my Netflix goes out. Most most libraries just put it by by the title. They just put <laughs> so it. They put a it wherever. They're B. just like, oh, no. But if there was no, but <laughs> they if, hide it. They don't buy it. They don't buy this one. No, but if there was a book on the topic of going beyond the gates. Where well, do you think be, that would go? It'd be fiction. Travel. No, no. I mean, like, <laughs> going beyond oh, literal gates. Be, what about books on gates? It'd be about oh, gates. Are there gates? books about gates? Biography. On I, yeah. I think that would be like 641.5, right? Like home improvement kind of shit. Uh, Am I right? Am I right? No, you're not. But it's 600s. Yeah, definitely. 600s. Yeah. yeah. What's 641.5? Oh, that's cookbooks. It's probably going to be okay, six, 636. Six, six, no, that's animals. 636 is pets. Yeah. Um, six, What's six, home improvement? Six. It's like six sixty. Six six six. It's in six hundred. Address of the Get devil. back to us. But get I, back to us on the Beyond the Gates. Oh, there we go. Section. Great. All right. <laughs> well, please join us again in two weeks. We're gonna be going beyond the gates. Hopefully, we make it back to tell you all about it. Until then, you know what to do. Find us on social media. Send us an email. If you're out there and you hate us, we'd love to hear from you. And, uh, <laughs> and if you get an invite from us. <laughs> Blindly accepted. Accept yeah, Blindly don't accepted. Accept. Don't even think about it. The Just app for it. won't kill you, or will it? <laughs> no, people kill people. Oh, right, not apps. Yeah. Well, <laughs> until then, for every horror movie on Netflix. Hey, Chris, what if someone wanted to troll us? I I'd bedevil the shit out of them. Yeah, I troll them back. All right. Has anybody trolled us yet? Not yet, but I'm about to troll You're myself. You're waiting. <laughs> <Please> <laughs> we gotta set a trap. Put some You're about to just start trolling people. Anyway, for every horror movie on Netflix, I'm Chris. I'm Patrick. I'm Sam. I'm Steven. Catch you next time. Mm-hmm.